Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Yeah, what's going on, y'all? Welcome back to Believe in the Mommy. He brought you by the Believe Network. As always, I'm your host. Anthony Denardo coming to you live on the YouTube channel today. It's a Thursday night. I know we usually do these live recordings on Saturday, but I am going back home to Broward this weekend. I won't have my whole setup. It's just a little bit easier to stream here. So I figured I'll come to y'all on a Thursday night. Obviously not too much going on the rest of the week because it is all-star break. We will get into that a little bit, but I want to welcome my audio-only listeners. Once again, I am on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you get your, your audio podcast there. And if you're over there and want to come get your answered questions, uh, your questions answered live by me on the, the YouTube channel, just search Anthony Donardo. Uh, and we'll see if we get people in here today. We'll answer everyone's questions at the end because uh, I kind of love to make this interactive. I think that's what's fun about it. Uh, but we'll see uh, if we get people in here. I know I'm coming at a bit of a weird time. But anyways, what to say about the Miami Heat in the last week? Uh, well, not much. There actually wasn't there wasn't much news compared to the last few weeks. But it certainly is a feel-good uh, ending going into the All-Star break. So I guess uh, a feel-good ending to the first half of the season. Now, if there's one thing that I hate, it's Paul Pierce. But if there's two things that I hate, it's going into the All-Star break on a loss. And I was very scared that was going to happen because, of course, the Miami Heat lost to the Boston Celtics. That was, what, three games ago? I don't believe in moral victories, as I said, but to almost beat that team with no Jimmy, I felt I didn't feel worried about the roster. Let's just put it that way. Now, I was very mad. I did drop a reaction postgame video on the YouTube channel, and I was pretty critical of the Heat. And I even acknowledged that it may just be me being mad and annoyed and, and kind of in the heat of the moment because I was very into that Heat Celtics game. And that's the most I've been into a Heat regular season game in a long time. It felt good to get mad because previously this season when the Heat lose, you don't get mad. You just sort of expect it at this point. And in that game versus Celtics, I was critical of Tyler Hero. People call me a hater. Fine. I don't care. I'm tired of trying to convince people I'm not a Tyler Hero hater because frankly, I, I don't care what, what they think. But I love Tyler Hero. That doesn't mean that I can't be critical of him. And all these people that are calling me a Tyler Hero hater are Tyler Hero stands, and they can't give him any criticism whatsoever. That game versus Celtics, he struggled in the first half, came out in the second half, and lit it up. Had like over 20 second half points, was making it rain from three in the fourth quarter. But if you actually watch him on the court and watch what he's doing, he was settling for like 35-foot bombs, and he hit a couple of them back-to-back in the fourth quarter. Very big shots. He's he's a huge reason the Heat were even in that game. But that type of basketball is not sustainable. And if we're looking at Tyler Hero as being one of the core members of this quote-unquote big three, he's got to be the, the offensive superstar that people are claiming he is. That means playing basketball. That means being able to get good shots, not settling for bombs that he just so happened to get lucky versus Celtics. Because people are going to look at that and say, oh yeah, he had 20 second half points. But I'm looking at that and saying it's not sustainable. 
And we know it's not because we've seen Tyler Hero for five years now. And there's a reason that he really hasn't gotten any better since his rookie year. It, what have you seen in Tyler Hero's game that you could look to that and say, hey, that's an improvement in his game? You haven't seen it. Now, Tyler Hero is an amazing basketball player. He's a very great three-level scorer. But I don't think you could sit here and say that he'd have a big three when you're counting him in it. I just don't think he's got that level of skill, at least at this point in his career. He's still very young. He still could get better. I mean, the last week or so, well, I guess I, I'm talking about the Celtics game too, but the couple games after that and a few before the Celtics game, Tyler Hero looked really good. And we know that they're trying to have him play more of a facilitating point, uh, point guard, playmaking type, especially since the Heat got Terrell's ear. And so Tyler Hero has been better at that. The anonymous player prop betting app that doesn't sponsor me, so I will not say their name. They've had Tyler Hero at four and a half assists every game. I've been smashing that. Listen, a lot of people come on here and say, this is not financial advice. I don't care. What, what are you going to do? Sue me? This is financial advice. Well, can I get sued for saying that? Serious question. Y'all ever listen to like a sports betting podcast or just financial advice and they say, this is not financial advice? Is that because there's legal implications of claiming that it is? I don't know. What? Regardless, they've had Tyler here at four and a half assists. If y'all want a very good chance at making money, smash the over on that. Because as long as Terry Rozier is out, as long as Jay Rich is out, obviously Jimmy's been out. Tyler Hero's going to get the ball way more than he was before. And even before when everyone was healthy, I still love Tyler Hero over four and a half assists. And all of this just to say because he's been an excellent playmaker of late. See, I can give Tyler Hero credit too. It's just the stands take when I'm critical of him and somehow make that uh, to mean that I'm a Tyler Hero hater. I'm not. But I don't like what I saw versus the Boston Celtics, even though he had 20 second half points. But regardless, the Heat lost that game. And I'm saying, damn, they got the Milwaukee Bucks next in Milwaukee. Everyone hurt. I'm saying after that, they got the 76ers who know Joel Embiid, sure. But still, was that game in Philly? I think it, it was in Philly. Either way, you, that Ty, they got Tyrese Maxey. We've seen him get hot. You know, now last time he played the Heat, he was like four for 20. And I remember because I took the Tyrese Maxey over, but I digress. I was worried that the Heat would be going into the All-Star break on a three-game losing streak. Instead, you have one of the most impactful wins of the season, blowing the hell out of the Milwaukee Bucks in Milwaukee. Did y'all see after the game, the whole Bucks team was like huddled around center court, hugging each other, basically saying a prayer? I don't know if they were praying, saying, I pray that we don't play this Miami Heat team in the first round. I don't know if they were sitting there saying, I pray that Doc Rivers gets fired. I don't know what they were doing, but they were, <laughs> the heat left that team shook. I'll put it like that. I also posted a, a post-game video, a video reaction to that, which did very well, actually. So if y'all, if y'all like, or want to hear my post-game video reactions, make sure y'all subscribe to the channel. Y'all see right up here, we got the current sub count. That's 3514. Uh, let's try to get that up because we, we're on the road to 5k, baby. I'd love to get to 5k by the end of this year. We should, we should get there, but I can't do that without your help. So I do greatly appreciate all the likes and subs because it helps the algorithm get kicking. Anyways, that game versus the Milwaukee Bucks, I want to talk about uh, Doc Rivers a little bit because I ranted slightly about him in my video, but not long enough. Listen, this is not breaking news, but Doc Rivers is a bum with a capital B, a capital U, and a capital M. This man has already pulled out a whole laundry list of excuses, and he's only been with the Bucks for two weeks. What's that team? Three and five since he got there? 
He's talking about, oh, the schedule is hard. The travel is long. Whoever made the schedule has never flown from Portland to Memphis or wherever the hell they went. And then he's like, oh, well, we got guys hurt. We got guys going in and out of the lineup. If Eric Spolster ever says something like that, I don't know what I, I, I would say. Take Eric Spolster to the hospital because I don't know what happened to him. Eric, can you imagine Eric Spolster making an excuse like that? Let alone an excuse at all. We've seen Eric Spolster have like nine guys out with COVID, three guys out with messed up hamstrings, and four other guys out for rest or whatever. And when and they'll be going to Golden State to play the prime Golden State Warriors with Steph Curry, Kevin Durant, whatever. I know COVID wasn't around back then, but you get my point. And in that scenario, where the Miami Heat's backs are pushed all the way against the wall, uh, against the wall, they'll ask Eric Spolster, "What do you feel about this game?" Do you think you have a chance? And Eric Spolster will say, we have enough. Yes, that's right, Heat fans. You knew it was coming. And I absolutely love that saying because even recently in the Bucks game, when he was asked that question, not only did Eric Spolster say that we have enough, he also was a little bit offended at the reporter's question because he said that uh, when you're asking that question, it's insulting the other players on our roster. That's insulting to guys that are, one, still playing like Tyler Hero and Bam and Abau, but also the other guys got to step up. The, the Duncan Robinsons that got to step up, the Caleb Martins, that's insulting to those guys too, to even ask if they have a chance. And that's true. That's why for Doc Rivers to come out in these games and say, oh yeah, we had guys hurt, it's going to be hard to win, you're just spitting in the face of all your other bench players that are, are trying to step up. Uh, and I see we got a, a, a few comments coming in here. I will get to all the comments a little bit later in the video. We're going to go ahead and record. Uh, uh, I got a few notes from the past week. Uh, and once we get through that, we'll get to y'all comments in uh, here. So keep uh, if you're on the live stream, make sure to keep those comments coming. Uh, but Doc Rivers, huge bum. That guy will not make it past this season. And I laughed so hard when they signed him. I was so happy because I knew that only helped Miami's chances of beating them if it comes to the playoffs. I don't agree with Gilbert Arenas a lot. I think his podcast can be entertaining, but his takes on there are dumb. Now, he, a lot of them are outlandish because he tries to get clicks, whatever. You know how that goes. But one thing he did say is how the hell does Doc Rivers keep getting a job when all he does is fail? And that is something that I cannot agree with more. You go back to his Boston Celtics days. You go back to his Orlando Magic days. You go back to his Los Angeles Clipper uh, days. He's had some very talented teams, and he could never win anything except when he was the first guy to really have the monster super team with Boston. They won year one and never sniffed the final. Well, they made the finals after that, but they never sniffed the championship after that point. Now, I guess, like I just said, they made the finals versus the Lakers. You could argue you sniffed the finals, it got closed. But point is, I'm not here to be semantic samurai. Doc Rivers is a bum. And I think that that's enough time talking about him because I don't think I'm saying anything that you people don't already know. Uh, what, did, what is Albert Doyle saying here, though, on the, the stream? I see him saying something. He said uh, he's not a bum. He's like any other NBA coach. You get stars and you win. Same thing Spo has done with Pat. Albert, I disagree with you because if you actually pay attention to his game planning in the playoffs, his adjustments, they are terrible. Now, to an extent, I agree with what you're saying. If Eric Spolster had a completely bum roster, well, we still still seen him make the playoffs. Remember that that 13-11 team, or they started 11-31-30-11. I think a lot of that is because of Spolstra, but obviously they missed the playoffs that year. They actually missed the playoffs. So 
I get it. The better players you have, the more successful you will be as a coach. But it's very clear through time and time again that Doc Rivers does not get the most out of his players. And in the playoffs particularly, his adjustments are terrible from game to game, from in the game itself. And that's why he has so many blown 3-1 to leads because his adjustments are awful. Uh, but that's enough about Doc Rivers. Great, great win. I'd love seeing that. That was the game I posted in the video. Y'all know that clip from Pocahontas where the JIT said, These white men are dangerous. That's exactly what we saw in that Bucks game. I mean, Nikola Jovic, we go get into him in a little bit, but he hooped. Kevin Love, he hooped. Tyler Hero, he hooped. And then a non white boy, Bam in the bottle, had the triple double on top of all of that. That was a fun game. Then, of course, you had the game versus uh, the 76ers, which was yesterday. I actually was only able to watch the first and the fourth quarter because I celebrated Valentine's Day in between. But I rewatched the replay, caught up with everything that I missed. And like I said, I, I saw the fourth quarter. So I saw Tyler Hero play very well. I saw Bam do his thing. Uh, and I saw Hayward Highsmith get hot finally, a guy that's been struggling of late. And overall, you got a really nice feel-good you know, stretch going into the All-Star break. So it's nice. They can kind of reset as far as the injuries. We heard Rozier and, and Ro uh, Richardson are both week to week. But we did hear Rozier could actually potentially come back maybe right after the All-Star break. So I think he actually might miss a little less time than uh, Josh Richardson. Now, you would hope Jimmy Butler's back. We don't know what is the deal with his family. Well, we know he had a death in the family, unfortunately. But obviously, he can take as much time as he needs. I don't want to speculate on when he might return because it could be soon it could be a while from now it's none of my business but point I mean even though I see fans I think we kind of expect this heat team to play better when guys are missing you know they do I knew I know they do can I explain why I know the hell I cannot but it is what it is for the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time there's Granger. Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Uh, what else do I got here? Uh, the uh, We got a couple NBA news here that I noted that happened throughout the week. Number one is something that I want to get into a little bit. It, it Okay, and I want to apologize in advance because I know as soon as I start talking about this, a lot of people might click off here. But I want to talk about my guy, my GOAT, Hassan Whiteside, who just officially retired this week. Now, for those of y'all that haven't been around the channel a long time, uh, make sure to like and subscribe. But also, you may not know that I am a huge Hassan Whiteside stand to this day. Like I said, I know. I'm sorry. Don't click off. Matter of fact, I'm going to slander Whiteside at first before y'all comment it because I know he was lazy. He was stat hungry. All he did was chase blocks. He couldn't be coached. He was terrible hands. He got stripped every single time. I, I understand all of it. And all of it is true. I'm not disputing any of that. But when Hassan Whiteside came into the scene, I think I was, it was what, 2015, I think. I think that would have been like 2015. Uh, I would have been like a sophomore or junior in high school around that time. So I was still pretty young. And at the time, I just absolutely fell in love with Hassan Whiteside. The way he came out of nowhere, the way he would just get hot blocking shots. That's what I used to always say about him. Like the way Steph Curry would get hot shooting threes, Hassan Whiteside would get hot shooting blocks and get three, four, five in a row. 
and I thought it was the most exciting thing because I had never seen a player like that. And obviously, he was hilarious with the Snapchat stories and all the other stuff. I thought he was a, a great person. I loved his story, like his comeback story. He was drafted by the Kings and had to go play in Lebanon and a ton of other places. And he worked through adversity. And he came to the Miami Heat and he balled out. I remember uh, he, he dunked on Alex Len. Then Alex Len pushed him. And Hassan Weiss, I said, I'm not taking that crap and tackled him to the ground. Like, I thought, I, I love that kind of toughness. And Alex Lane got the bigger suspension. I think Whiteside just got the fine. And, and I love that. I, 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 I fell in love with him as a kid. I mean, no, pause on, on that. But I'm saying, like, as a player, I fell in love with him. And ever since that day, I really, really just, he, he's been my favorite player. I got Hassan Whiteside jersey in the closet. Uh, back home, I got a, a Miami Heat Big 3 poster, but I covered up LeBron with a picture of Hassan Whiteside. Y'all might see it if I record something when I'm back up, back in Broward this weekend at my, well, my parents' place back home. They still live over there. But uh, that was my guy, Hassan Whiteside. That was my dude. I've made countless Photoshops, and I personally understood a lot of his frustration because Spo never really ran plays for him. Uh, Hassan Whiteside, I felt like, had a very great jump hook. But I don't feel like he got a lot of opportunity to do that. Now, yes, I get he'd get stripped every time he got the ball in the post. But I felt like the spacing was always bad. I felt like if you would have gave Whiteside the ball in the, in the post, had everyone clear out, let him do a, a pound dribble or two, do a jump shook, I feel like he could have been a guy that could have averaged 20-plus points per game. I think his, his career high was 17 a night, and that was really without running offense for him. So I get a lot of the frustration. He shot like 100% from three one year I know he was two for two but I would have liked to see him expand on that a little bit because he had a season he shot like 70% from the free throw he was hitting mid-range shots I just felt like he was a lot more talented than Spo utilized but then again who am I to tell Eric Spolcher how to do his job he's seen practice he's seen all the other stuff but as a as a kid as a, as a kid in high school I love to sound white side he's been my, my favorite player ever since that's enough Hassan Whiteside talk. I'm sure a lot of people in here don't care about that because Hassan Whiteside is one of the most hated players in, in Heat history. Uh, what else? A couple other NBA news here. Uh, P.J. Tucker just got fined today for, I guess, publicly requesting a trade. I wonder what the hell the deal with that is because it says the Clippers sent him and Bones Highland home, but they're going to come back after the All-Star break. But it's like, why don't they just buy him out? Like, the reason buyouts happen is because it's mutually beneficial for both the player and the team he's on. From the player's perspective, you get to leave a situation you're not happy in and go join one you are happy in. From the team's perspective, you get to pay less money to the guy than what you actually owe him contractually. So if the, if the Clippers know they're not going to play P.J. Tucker, they haven't been ple- uh, playing P.J. Tucker, he's very unhappy there. Why the hell wouldn't they want to save a little bit of dough and just let him go. Let him be happy. I don't get it. So kind of on P.J. Tucker's side, do I want him on the Heat? Not necessarily, but truthfully, I mean, I wouldn't hate it. I, I just don't feel like he'd ever play. That's why uh, Danilo Gallinari, we could talk about that too. He just signed with the Bucks. I don't think it's that big a deal. Uh, I didn't love him as a prospect. You know, he was on my list of buyout guys I would have liked, but like I, I get there's a lot of obvious flaws there. I'm not sure that he would have played over Highsmith or definitely not over Kevin Love. So like whatever on that. Same thing with P.J. Tucker. He could provide some toughness. He's a guy that can maybe uh, play spot minutes to give Kevin Love some rest. But at this stage of their careers, I just feel like Kevin Love is better. So I don't feel like there's a lot of burn for P.J. Tucker. But I still think he's a good player. If anything, he's well-rested. So I think he can contribute somewhere. And if it's Miami, I'm fine with that. 
the guys that I kind of wanted ahead of Gallo was, I, I forget, I had a top five list. I have a whole buyout video on the channel too, but the guy I wanted most is Patty Mills. He hasn't even been bought out yet. So who knows if he gets bought out. Another guy was DeLon Wright. He hasn't been bought out either yet. Maybe he will, maybe he won't. So starting to think maybe the Heat don't even use this buyout spot. They definitely should because we know they get the injury bug worse than any other team like they have it right now. But we'll see. Uh, we also saw Isaiah Stewart, another guy that I really love. Uh, he was arrested. Uh, the Detroit Pistons Center was arrested for punching Drew Eubanks in the tunnel prior to a game. Drew Eubanks is the center for the Phoenix Suns, I believe. Uh, and weird story. Uh, the only really tidbit we heard since that incident is that Drew Eubanks didn't even flinch. He basically like ate it. Uh, but yeah, I don't know what that's about. I mean, Isaiah Stewart, I think he's a very nice, young, talented player, excellent rebounder, uh, can even stretch the floor a little bit, kind of undersized at the center position, but he's a guy that I think has a, you know, is, is hustles hard enough, you know, like he's talented enough where he can play in this league a long time as a decent role player, right? He's might be costing himself a lot of money and or a job with these incidents keep piling up because if you remember, he tried to kill LeBron, what, two years ago now? Y'all remember that that wild video where he could had to be held back by like seven people? I don't know. Maybe he's got some anger issues he needs to work through. But to be honest, I'd love Isaiah Stewart out of heat. Like I just said, this heat team needs some toughness, baby. And if he could shoot the three a little bit, grab a few rebounds, be tough. Hey, hey, I'll take it, Heat fans. I I've always liked me some Isaiah Stewart. So we'll see if anything happens there. I don't think this is an incident that will mean that he gets cut by the uh the Pistons or anything like that, but hey, if he does, <laughs> I'll take Isaiah Stewart. Uh, the only other really bit of news I got here is Caitlin Clark actually just broke the record for most points in the NCAA women's basketball, and I think that's awesome. I actually saw Caitlin Clark live. She was playing in a tournament right down the street from where I'm at in her, uh, in Fort Myers, uh, down at Hertz Arena. It was a couple weeks ago, uh, and you know that me and the boys had to pull down and see the GOAT, so I can officially say I've seen the GOAT. Uh, and I just, I, I really like Clint, Caitlin Clark and I like women's basketball in general. And I think it gets a ton of undeserved hate. That's why I'm hoping Sabrina Ionescu dominates Steph Curry in the three point shootout coming this weekend. Uh, one more thing I want to get to here before we get to a lot of these comments. I know we've been talking for 20 minutes here is I want to kind of start the discussion on Nikola Jovic. Uh, I don't want to get into it too much because I do plan on having a, a solo video about this probably coming out tomorrow or eventually who knows but uh, but I want to touch on it a little bit here before I go into more detail in the video so I posted a tweet the other day saying uh what would your ideal starting lineup be for the Miami Heat now mine was Terry Rozier Duncan Robinson Jimmy Butler Jaime Jaquez and Bam Adebayo now I'll again I'll probably have a video on that too explaining my full reasoning but the most the number one comment that I got in return is people wanted to start Nikola Jovic now, I love Nikola Jovic. I think he will be an amazing player one day. And he's a really good player right now who obviously has his inconsistencies because he's so young. So anything critical that I'm about to say about Nikola Jovic, I completely understand how young he is and how raw of a talent he is, and he will get better. But I'm trying to win a championship right now. I think that people buy a little too much into the recency bias of Nikola Jovic because he was excellent in that game versus Milwaukee 24 points spraying it from three passing the ball ever uh, all over the place and then the next game he had like four fouls in like three minutes or something like that and we've seen earlier this year he has a tendency to miss a lot of layups at the rim 
He's just a very raw prospect. And earlier in the season when he had his stint, when everyone was hurt and he started like six games in a row and he played well here and there, uh, that was before the trade deadline. And I posted a lot of trade rumor videos and most of them had Nikola Jovic in it. And people did not like that. And I said, you're not willing to trade Nikola Jovic for help, for, for depth that could help you win right now is the wrong decision to me. Because I said, as well as Nikola Jovic is playing right now, as soon as everyone gets healthy, he's going to be out of the rotation again. That's why I was a proponent of, I, I forget the names off the top of my head, but I would have traded Jovic for uh, uh, Vucevic or DeMar or Lowry Markkinen or someone like that. I'm not saying I, I'd trade him for some bum. But for a guy that can come in and contribute and play right now, that's something I would have did. And Heat fans are like, no, Spo has to play him on and all this and that. But sure enough, everyone got healthy and Jovis did not see the floor for like another three weeks. So you got everyone health or hurt now again. Jovis comes in versus the Bucks. He plays well. Everyone's all, oh, oh, hurrah, Jovis should be the starting four. And then he wasn't that good in the game versus the, the Sixers. He really wasn't. Now, again, he provides things that would be awesome in this starting lineup. The the spacing, the 6'10", but one, he doesn't really play big. So what good is being 6'10 at, at the four if he doesn't play big? Did he need someone that could guard big and can rebound? That's not Nikola Jovic. And yeah, he could push pace, but he makes a lot of mistakes still because he's so young. I personally would rather have the little bit older, little bit better defensively, Jaime Jaquez in the starting lineup. Because I think he's he's just a better fit at that point. Nikola Jovic, will, I'm not saying put Jovic out of the rotation. I'd love to see him continue to get some minutes and develop. But if he's becoming this inconsistent, they might be better off going, well, I guess I was going to say Caleb, but Caleb's going to get his minutes anyways. So then I was thinking Hayward Highsmith, but Hayward Highsmith has been pretty terrible too. So I think the minutes will be there for Jovic somewhere, but not in the starting lineup, in my opinion there. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Uh, let me get to a lot of these comments here. Let me see what we missed. We'll start at the beginning. Uh, we got my guy Van Lee who says, good night. Why is that the first comment that you put? Like, are you going to sleep? Or are you saying like, yo, have a have a good night? Like, what's up? Like, I I don't know. That's a weird intro, Van Lee, uh, especially see, since I see you commented a little bit later. Uh, what else do we got here? My guy Joel said, this is our best shot at a ring. Our team is much better than last year based off the talent alone. I posted a video about that a couple of days ago too. Uh, literally, I think it was titled All the Heat Better Than Last Year. It's interesting because I would have said so, but they also have a slightly worse a winning percentage than they did last year. So it's hard for me to argue they have a better roster, but they don't have a better record. you know. And you could say they're injured this year, they were injured last year, so I don't know. I do think that Jame Jaquez is better than Caleb and Gabe individually. And for that reason alone, I think you could say the Heat are better, even though Hame has struggled. Maybe he's still dealing with the groin injury. But I do think the sample size we've seen from Hame so far is enough to tell me that that dude is a hooper. And keep in mind, last regular season, Gabe Vincent was not good. He was terrible from three. Last season, Max Struess was also terrible from three. He was like 33% on high volume. He wasn't that good. 
not having a good year shooting the ball from three this season either. So that seemed to work out for the Heat to not retain Max Struess, even though y'all know that's my boy. I love the Struess daddy, baby. Uh, but point is, those guys weren't great either. We forget about it because they had a great playoffs. But if you're comparing regular seasons, Jaime Hawkins is better. And obviously, Terry Rozier, who's, who's shot awfully with the Heat, he's a lot better than Kyle Lowry, obviously. Uh, Van Lee says, Ant, when his Buck team, uh, Bucks team implodes, would you prefer scalping one of their stars? I have a strange feeling Dame or Giannis request a trade. Uh, Giannis, I don't think, would ever request a trade. Uh, Dame, we could see that boy unhappy. His three-point percentage, if you didn't know, is awful this year. Dame shooting like 29%. A guy like Dame shooting 29%, you know it's got to be something mental. It sounds like he ain't happy there, which, shocker, he didn't want to be there in the first place. So, uh, would I love to get Dame? Uh, if it's next season, yeah. If it's two seasons from now, maybe not. He's obviously getting a bit on the older side, but if it's next season, sure. Uh, he also said, do you watch soccer, uh, Real Madrid doing what Golden State did eight years ago? They get in Mbappe this summer. So I'm not a soccer guy, right? But I am starting to try to get into it. I did watch almost every Inter-Miami game last year. And obviously that's because they got the boy Messi. He's making things real exciting down here in South Florida. I went to a game last year. So while I don't watch soccer, I know who Mbappe is because that boy got his ass kicked by Messi in the World Cup last year. But while I am not into soccer, I am trying. And I'm looking forward to the Inter-Miami season coming up. And I know when people are talking about soccer, they're talking about the Euro League and premier league and all that stuff but i'm gonna just stick with miami i'm a miami sports guy i know the mls the level of talent isn't that great but what can i say uh joel said it feels like joe crona saved us by not accepting that dame package that's one of my favorite like things going on on heat twitter is whenever jovich or Hame balls out they post the joe cronin face with his quote where he said i will not let emotions get involved i will make the best decision for this team that boy was petty as hell and said, let me take DeAndre Ayton's bum ass. Let me go draft Scoot Henderson, bum ass. Let me go give Jeremy Grant a $300 million contract. He's actually a, a really good player. I'd like him on the heat. But he ain't worth that money. That team sucks. And nothing brings me more pride than seeing all the pieces that, that the Portland Trailblazers got be terrible. Rob Williams, out for the year. Malcolm Brogdon, decent player, even though he's hurt at the moment too. Uh, but yeah, that screw Joe Cronin, man. Uh, what else we got here? Uh, what's up? I got my boy Mick said, Mick Tantalizing Mick is his name. What the hell does tantalizing mean? I don't know. Uh, but he said, what's up? What's going on, y'all? Uh, Jimmy the Heat will win a championship. Let's go Heat. Uh, we got Van Lee saying, be brutally honest. Uh, has Hero already reached his ceiling? Because this boy's allergic to getting to the rim. I don't see how he's increasing his points per game and efficiency unless he does a monster body swap with Curry. With Curry, why would he do a swap with Curry? Curry's small too. Uh, anyways, uh, no, this is not his ceiling. I, I think it's kind of ridiculous for people that are like, oh, Tyler Hero is this. He is what he is. I mean, Tyler Hero is what? I'll, I'll look it up real quick. But he can't be. He's twenty. He must be 24. Tyler Hero is 24 years old. And he just turned 24 uh, last month, less than a month ago. You're not in your prime at 24 years old. You're not. And Tyler Hero has already done more in his career than most 24 years old four-year-olds you're talking about a guy that's had a very good nba finals game starred on the conference final stage there's not a lot of players that have done that that's why i do got a lot of respect for tyler hero uh van lee also points out that every year the chiefs have won the super bowl that he'd have gone to the finals uh listen two I, people are saying that 
two things is not a trend. You need to have a larger sample size, but I'll entertain y'all for a little bit. And the Miami Heat are going back to the NBA Finals. What's up, my guy, Trey Jean? He said, Ant, hop on 2K, bro. Man, I used to play 2K back in the day. 2K11 got me on, and I was playing from 11 to, like, 2K19. And then I kind of put down the sticks and started focusing more on real basketball. Now, I always hooped. Well, I didn't always hoop, but I started taking basketball seriously. Like, I hooped since, like, 11th grade or 7th grade. But I started taking hoops seriously in about 10th grade. Uh, I got in shape. I lost over 100 pounds. Uh, and to this day, I'm playing hoops six or seven times a week, like seriously. Uh, I'm going to the park. Got a couple indoor gyms. Actually, when I'm back home in Broward tomorrow, we rented an indoor gym, me, me and the boys. So we like to do some private runs there sometimes because they're, re they're really good. Just something fun we do once in a while. But other than that, I'm playing pickup everywhere. I'm playing in, in men's leagues. Uh and that court we're going to tomorrow, I actually saw Chef Trilly there last time we rented out that because they got a few courts in there. And I saw Chef Trilly there. And one, one of my boys, Will, uh, recognized Trilly. I didn't actually recognize Trilly. He's like, yo, snap, that's Trilly. And I looked over and I was like, I think that is Trilly. And then I was like, I think he knows me. So Will's like, you won't go up to him or something. I don't remember. So I was like, all right, I'm going to go up to him. So this was kind of awkward, but it's funny. I went up to Trilly, right? And y'all know Chef Trilly. If you don't, he's from Heat Twitter. We've got like, a bunch of followers, whatever. So I went up to Trilly, and he was watching the other game. I guess he must have had his boys in that court. And I looked at him, and I dapped him up. And I said, random question. <laughs> I said, do you know me? I pulled the do you know me on him. And he looked at me like this. He dead as did the, the chin thing. He looked at me and said, heat fan, right? And I said, yeah. And then he looked at me a little bit longer, and he said, YouTube channel, right? And I said, yeah, yeah, that's me. And I said, I'm sorry, I just, I didn't know if you recognized me because we had interactions on Twitter. He's confident in some of the videos. And he's like, nah, nah, it's cool, man. What's up? So we just kind of said, what's up? And I told him I like what he does. And then I went back to playing my game. Uh, but yeah, funny story. I ran, ran into Chef Trilly there. Uh, but yeah, I don't really play 2K anymore. Really, uh, I don't game much. I'm not not really much of a game. I never was. I mean, well, back in the day, like I'm talking middle school, I was Guitar Hero God. Like, I'm talking expert, almost all the songs I couldn't beat through the fire and flames. But I was a god at Guitar Hero. And I still throw that on once in a while to stay, to stay uh, fresh. So I'm nasty at Guitar Hero to this day. Actually, the Basement Sports Network, the other network that I do post-game live streams and stuff for, they have a Twitch channel now. And they, they're going to start game uh, streaming gaming and stuff in there. I want to get on there and start streaming some Guitar Hero. So if y'all want to see me play Guitar Hero, Go follow the Basin Sports Network on Twitter. Follow them on Twitch, and you'll be able to see every time we go live over there. So I'm nasty at that. But even back in the day, I was playing that. I was playing a little bit of Call of Duty around the Black Ops era. And then the 2K and Madden. That was basically it. And then I pretty much was only playing 2K and Madden. Uh, and then I just stopped playing all of it because I'm hooping seven nights a week. And that's really all I got time for. I was hooping before this. Uh, shout out all my guys at, uh, at the courts. Uh, today was a rough day for me though. Kenny and Ryan. I mean, y'all don't know Kenny and Ryan, but they got they got paired up together. Uh, those boys are hoopers, and I'm like, I got picked up by the bum. You know what happens when you playing pickup? When the bum dude, you know what I hate? Uh, when the bum dude, when you're shooting for captain and the bum dude makes it. That's what I'm trying to say. Uh, because then if you get picked up by the bum guy, your team's gonna suck. And I just so happened to get picked up by the bum guy, and I, I looked and I was like. Nah, I'm not playing, bro. I was just, I really wasn't in the mood to waste my time and just get my ass kicked. So I just kind of sat out for a little bit until there were some more decent players that showed up. And then I hopped on 
and then we got our ass kicked anyway. So I guess that's karma for saying no to the, the first bum dude. Uh, but anyways, yeah, I'm just hooping most of the time, so I'm not really playing too much video games. Uh, me and the boys still hop on Fortnite, though. We do play Fortnite a couple times a week. I do enjoy. But again, if I'm playing Fort, I'm playing for like an hour and putting it down. That's that's pretty much all I do. Uh, what else do we got here? Uh, Nick, Nick said that I do pro wrestling. Uh, no. Uh, what do we got here from everyone else here? Uh, what's up? We got someone said, uh, I'm new to your channel. Good evening, sir. Listen, my guy, I appreciate you. But the subscriber count here in the top right corner has not gone up. So if you are enjoying what you're seeing, make sure to go leave a like and subscribe. And if you're one of the audio-only listeners, do me a favor. Hop over to the YouTube channel and drop a sub over there because uh, it does help me out a lot. Uh, and make sure to leave five stars if you're on the audio side as well. Uh, Beefy Biscuit said, I lost all credibility when I say Tyler is as good as he was his rookie year. He's clearly better than that. Better defense, better facilitating, and tighter handle. He's not elite, but come on. The consistency is still not there. We saw Tyler have games his rookie year where he was doing exactly what he was now. We saw him have games with seven assists and pass and be very efficient. We saw him have games where he could get to the rim and have a relatively decent game. We've seen that this season, but that's oftentimes followed up with a game where he's shooting four for 20. He's shooting 30%. Next game, 35%. The consistency is not there. And a lot of these Tyler Hero stands just ignore all of the bad and focus on the good. He is not a consistent basketball player. Now, this season, he's shooting fantastic from three. That I will give him. He has been amazing from downtown. I believe he's over 40% from there. Uh, he just dipped under because I think he was had a, he, he was just like one for six last game, whatever. He's at 39%, 40 if you round up. He's had a great season shooting the ball. But, okay, as a rookie... Tyler Hero shot 43% from the field and 39% from three. This season, Tyler Hero has shot 43% from the field and 39% from three. Now, you got more volume now, so obviously the same efficiency is, is still good. But there hasn't been one thing that you can look at and say, he does this better. It doesn't exist. It just, it doesn't. Uh, he averaged two assists as a rookie, four assists now, so he's doubled it, uh, but he's also doubled his turnover. So more playing time, things double. There isn't one thing you could look at and say definitively that he is better at that. That's just my opinion. Uh, what else is this? Uh, uh, Joel said, Dame didn't stand on business when Joe Cronin said he wouldn't train into Miami. Now he can waste the final years of his career with Doc Rivers. I'm saying that too, man. Screw Dame. You could, if you wanted to be in Miami, you could have been in Miami. That's the same reason I didn't want Bradley Beal. The dude over there years ago saying, oh, I want to win. Oh, but a max extension with Washington? I'll sign that. And now he wants to come to Miami. Man, we you could have been here years ago. But you wanted to take the money, which is fine. I will never fault a guy for taking his money. You should take the money. But at the same time, don't complain that you can't win any games because you can't have your cake and eat it too. It's the same thing Carmelo Anthony did. Always took the most money with bum-ass Knicks teams and then complained why he could never win anything. When you look at the Heat, LeBron took less money. CB took less money. D-Way took less money. They did that so they could play together. They did that so they could fit Udonis Haslam on the team because they knew if they wanted to win a ring, they needed UD on the team. But no, Carmelo never wanted to take less money. Bradley Beal never wanted to take less money. That's why I said screw those guys. You, it, we, you had a chance to come here. Don't want you no more. 
Kind of feel the same with Dame a little bit because he didn't stand on his business. Uh, anyways, we got a few more comments coming in here, but I kind of want to wrap it up because I don't want to have a bunch of dead air trying to read all the comments. Uh, but I appreciate y'all tuning in. Uh, I tell y'all to leave a like and do all that, but I already said it a thousand times and I don't want to annoy everyone on here. Uh, but I do agree, greatly appreciate y'all. Uh, I might record a Nikola Jovic video after this. Uh, I'll see. Uh, but uh, I am looking forward to the All-Star Weekend. I see we got a comment from Joel saying he needs Hame to win the dunk contest. So, yes, if I don't see y'all before the dunk contest, let's go Hame Hakez Jr. Uh, it should be a good one. Just, just don't embarrass yourself. I, I don't need that, that stink on this franchise. Uh, anyways, I don't have an outro video for uh, this uh, live stream yet. So I'm just going to end it. But I'll see y'all next time. Peace out, y'all. Pull up in the city trying to get that dead fast. Do it on my own. I don't need no dead weight. Had to kill him off. Yeah, I need a head space. You know this homegrown bitch don't offend me. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.